Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all of these questions too, more times than I can count. You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. I started therapy because I was so stuck on the problems in my dating life. My therapist helped me learn why I was ending up in the same situations over and over and helped me come up with a different way and a different mindset to approach dating. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash other people. How did you and your fiance meet and when did you guys meet? Oh, that's a very good question. Tinder. Oh, Tinder. tell us more. Success story. Love to tell hear us it. More. Yeah, it's 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 a very bizarre story because we should never wound up together. It, it shouldn't have happened. Hey guys, it's Alana and Jonah, <laughs> and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other, Seeing people? Other people on set live coming at you. Not li- Unfortunately, not live. One day we'll do a live show. It's live. For Jonah, it's live right now. I'm giving Jonah a live show, and Jonah is giving me a live show. Live show. show. Not that kind of show. Just just a little live live chat. As it's getting nicer, I do think that our like in real life activation that we do in Washington Square Park is probably coming more into possibility. Could like, happen like any day now. Yeah, we could all start doing little meetups. Well, ah. I was thinking just like doing a doing like a um with the you know the dating advice uh, booth yeah. that we want to do. It's presented by seeing other people, which I think would be fun. I mean, I'm I'm in. Count me in. I'm there. Jonah, what's new? Talk to us. Uh, I wish what I did had. You, what, what's the first thing you thought about when you woke up today? Um. Well, I was. Um. What is the first thing I thought about when I woke up today? I honestly don't remember. Um. This is really bad, boring material. But this perhaps is speaking to some sort of truth. I am back in the city. Uh, got my buddy Jeremy here. You guys all saw him on the... Well, by the time this episode comes out... Oh, no, it's coming out Tuesday. You guys all saw him on the uh, Sunday AMA, Middle Sticks. A couple people slid into the DMs, which is nice. That's hey, what we're trying to do here. Uh, Proud he of those people who slid in, first of all. Proud of that. Yeah. Second of all, I hope something comes of it. I was so confused is to like this idea that a DM is like like something... like I don't... Is it cool to DM someone? Like... What and this is a hot take, right? I had given an answer where it's like DMing is not creepy anymore. Now I just want to yeah. asterisk that by saying you can send a creepy DM, but the act of DMing is not creepy. You don't have to read it. You don't have to open it. Totally, totally, I agree. Yes, there. The act of DMing is not creepy. The act of reaching out to someone is not creepy. However, there are many a creepy message that you could send. Mm. I have many examples in my DMs, and we don't like those. We're not <laughs> no, fans. We don't. we don't. So that's that's the answer to that one. I thought that was an interesting, like, common question. And then another one that somebody had that was pretty common. Oh, it was just about like texting dynamics and like classic shit. Just it's the same stuff every week. It's like you know what I think. I think we need to do an entire episode about texting. I agree. I think we need to do like five episodes about texting. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. You're right. We could do an entire podcast about texting. Yeah, we do an entire podcast about te- texting. Uh, but what's <laughs> going on in your life? Um, well, the first thing I thought about when I woke up this morning was Zoe because I was having a slumber party with my dog, and yes. she I, I was woken up to some some puppy kisses, and that's the happiest version of Alana is being woken up to puppy kisses. However, I'm now no longer with puppy. And I won't be for two weeks. So our, it's like that distance makes the heart grow fonder thing, but it's just so hard to be without her. For sure. You remind me of the guy who was, I'm watching Bachelor in Paradise season four. And there's this guy who has a dog named Zeus and he leaves to go be with his dog. Oh my God. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't. It's, it's tough so to leave your hard. dog. It's so hard. I mean, there were a lot of reasons I didn't move to LA the multiple times I was going to move to LA, but Zoe and, and leaving her and not seeing her for months and months at a time was was way up there yeah um and just as a quick reminder everybody 
we have this Patreon account where we're, we're now dropping a weekly episode on the Patreon that's a little more off the cuff, a little more behind the scenes in our most recent episode. We talked about the significance of Alana's bathtub photo, which is probably sitting somewhere around 1,200 which, likes at this now point. Now when I was home, both of my parents brought up the bathtub scene to me. And I was like, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> So that's going on on the Patreon. Other fun things, more about our personal dating lives and just to build a cool vibe, a cool community. Uh, speaking of, actually, not even a proper segue, but let's just talk about our awesome guest today, Rishi Mather. Rishi hey. in the house. He's a hilarious comedian. Um, he's open for a bunch of great acts uh, for people who have had Netflix specials and been on Jimmy Fallon. And he himself has met a bunch of really cool comedians and, and interviewed them like Keenan Thompson, of course, from SNL and all that. And I mean, literally the show, all that, if you, get, you remember Keenan's got his start on all that. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, Rishi's really, 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 really funny and very, very well-spoken and smart. And he's going to tell to us a little bit about uh, something he's going through right now, which is preparing to get married. Um, and, going through that process of planning a wedding. And it's, I love the way that him and his uh, fiance met. Yeah. His whole story is crazy. We, he was just like doing mic drops on mic drops on us, like about his real life. And we were like, Holy shit. So without further ado, we hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get into it. Rishi, you were just telling us about a play that you're working on that you're going to have your ending figured out October 16th, you said? Or 15th. Something? Yeah, 15th. 15th. Okay, yeah. so the reason I said that, it's a very bizarre thing to say is because I'm trying to write a play about the stuff that goes through wedding planning. And I realized it's like a, it, it doesn't, there's a lot of information out there, like my Big Fat Creek wedding and the Indian, a monsoon Indian wedding. I think it's called monsoon wedding. I'm not sure what the movie was name was, but there's all these information about people were playing weddings. And I never, I always thought, okay, cool. That's, that's how it's done to a degree. She takes care of it. I chill. I get yelled at here and there. What I didn't expect was um, family dynamic breakdown completely. We're at a point in our, this thing that we're doing that one individual, and this will obviously be in the play. I don't want to out them right now because I got to figure out how I word this. And this person is obviously very close to me. So I just don't want to put bad name to them, but they literally like looked her in her face, like my future wife and said, I don't accept you as a daughter. Whoa. And then looked at me and said, you're no longer my son, like recently. And obviously, you know, it's a parent, but (laughs) it came down to that point of breakdown and we're dealing with this. And so I'm thinking, this is a phenomenal comedy play. Like there there has to be, like no one talks about this. Not a single guy. And I talked to a lot of guys. I'm like, hey, what was your issue? Like, what did you deal with? And they go, oh, well, X, Y, and Z's mom still is unhappy with how the wedding went. X, Y, and Z person, this and this and this. But I was like, but did you ever go through this point? And they go, no, we never got to that far. No one's ever gone that far. And I'm like, how come it's going on me, right? It's like, it feels mm-hmm. like it's happening alone, but I know I'm not alone. But I also know there's nothing out there that talks about this. So right. j- just, to, just to set the stage a little bit here, it sounds like, because this is new information to, to me as well, you are engaged. To, I'm engaged, yeah. You're engaged and you're going through the process of planning a wedding. That's correct. And okay, and the wedding is then what we're saying, the wedding's in October is what we're... October 15th is the wedding. Yes. Okay, okay. And so, uh, this conversation, was this the sentiment prior to the engagement or is this as a result of the wedding planning, this new sentiment from this family member? It, it, have you, did you guys see the Oprah Winfrey interview with uh, Harry and Meghan Markle? Of course. Of course. Okay. So I was forced to watch that too. Now, uh, <laughs> I, have not seen I, I never related to more to anybody in my life than a prince because you, I don't know if you ever, I don't know if you guys remember, but at one point he talked about how his like family was accepting of Meghan. And then all of a sudden things changed. I think I'm, it's exactly what happened. I gave a ring mm-hmm. and the moment I gave a ring, everything turned. Did mm. your family know that you were planning on proposing? Like, did they know that this engagement mm-hmm. was going to happen? And then oh, yeah. it just a, a switch flipped. They knew they're on board. Like my, the people who I'm speaking about, like my parents loved her, wow. um, loved her. And then all of a sudden gave the ring. And because they don't have, they want to control on how the wedding should be done. Mm hmm. And because we're not allowing to have full control of this, 
then they're just losing their minds because it's the idea that, okay, cool. Like they have a sentiment that I'm no longer, I'm trying to disassociate myself with my family. That's what they believe it as. Right. This is my stance on disassociating myself with my family. This is like, they've relied on me. I'd be like my uh, full context. My parents hate each other. <laughs> they don't okay. like each other. And so all they had were me and my brother, my brother's across the country. So all they really had was me. Right. And my brother's been across the country for a while now. Like he's a investor, he's not an investor, I'm sorry, he's a startup guy, entrepreneur, doing his own thing in the YC area, in the San Francisco area. And so he's out there. So they all had was me. And so now that I'm not listening to them all the time, because like I, before I was like, oh, I've got nothing in my life. Yeah, you want, to, you want me to shovel the driveway? I'll do it. All right, it doesn't right. matter to me. But now I'm with her, it, things changed and they don't realize that. And they also think of me as like a five-year-old kid. So yeah. like now we're at a point where they're just like, do you sure you want to get married to this one? Like, are you, this is what it's like, now you're questioning if I want, like, it's like, they're trying to figure out ways to figure to make me doubt what I'm in doing their mind. Way. It's almost like you marrying her is your way of divorcing them, which is not true, but that's almost how they're perceiving it and digesting mm-hmm. it. And I can totally relate to like having all that pressure on, on you as I'm, the youngest of three and I'm the only girl. So I'm um, the baby and like the mm-hmm. little, the, the little girl who like can do no wrong. And so I've always had a ton of pressure on me growing up until now I'm 26 years old. And it's still like both my brothers moved away. I'm the only one here. Like I have a duty to go home at least once a month. Like I have to call Like I love talking to my parents, but if I don't call them every day, like they, they're upset. So I, I totally get that though. I haven't, been in such a serious relationship where they might start to think that that's going to like drag me further away from them. But I'm curious to see if that ever happens. So you said that your parents are hate each other. Are they married still? Yeah. Now, so when I say, interesting. Yeah. When yeah. I say hate each other, I, I mean, in the sense of the words now, obviously the, my family likes to keep this like private information. Um, but to be honest, I, I feel like I'm, I'm over that now. Like mm-hmm. it's been so long and, my brother and I have been like rooting for a divorce since what high school freshman year, maybe earlier than that. Like I remember them talking about it and what I mean by like, they they just, they, they can't look at each other and talk to each other without one of them getting super pissed at each other. And then just like going at it. Like they find ways to dig at each other. That's like, they they love it. Like yesterday, like my dad did something and I I just quite like, why'd you do it? And I realized, Oh, my mom walked through. That's why you said it. He wasn't saying it before. But the minute she walked through, he had to mention this. I see what you're doing. <laughs> There's a lot of couples that I'll see my friends. See, I'm actually the opposite. My parents are divorced. I wish they got back together. And I always, whenever I hear people say, oh, I wish they got divorced. I'm like, no, you don't. And I understand maybe everyone's got their own experiences with with that word and with what that looks like. But you, I do have friends whose parents like are constantly fucking fighting and they're still like married, like happily married, but they're all they're fucking doing is like fighting about small shit where it's really stressful to hang out with them. And I'm like, how do you live with this? Like, you know, it's exhausting. So it sounds like maybe there's a little bit of that that happens with your parents where there's like a constant and they enjoy the bickering. They enjoy the fight. It's their fuel. I think my family is, I think for them too, in general, I think they sort of live off drama. They like watching soap operas. I think they just want their life to be a soap opera. So, but here's the thing though. I don't think they're together because they love each other and they love this thing happening. Mm. I think they're together because of what society will think of them. Because my mom and dad operate under one thing. If society can't accept it and society is going to look down upon you, or at least in their version of it, Mm -hmm. then they can't, it's it's tough for them. They don't want to be pariahs in society. And Indian family, Indian culture, Indian background, you just put up with it. I'll give you an example. I have a friend. Now, this may get deep and dark, and I'm sorry about that. Please. His, we uh, love it. In India, his uh, cousin got raped by her husband. Wow. But in Indian culture and standards for their side, the entire family goes, well, she's his now. Jesus. And that's kind of like the mindset that they go into it with. And so they, it's like, oof. Like that's, that's, that's heavy. It's like, heavy you can't stuff. do anything about yeah. it. And my friend's like, I can't, I can't, what am I going to do? I can't do anything. Everyone's on his side. Oh She's God. his in India. So come from that, a divorce doesn't seem too bad, but I mean, you could see like, all right, well, she got went through that and she can't break up with them. You're going to break up because you guys argue too much. What are you guys kids? Like, that's what, how they, that's what they feel at us. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, no, you could get divorced. And I understand the concept. And I want to talk to you about this a little bit more, which is, 
I understand that people who go through divorce, they want their family. I want my families to get together, but I know that's not going to happen. I know the minute sophomore year of high school hit and they didn't sleep in the same room anymore. Hmm. And they call me in Brooklyn to say, hey, tell your mom I'm doing this. Aren't you in the same house as her? Oh. Just tell your mom. Hey, Rishi, you are, tell your dad this is happening. Yeah. Aren't you in the same house? Yeah. Tell well, your dad. Otherwise, I'm going to have to call your brother. And then I'm going to call my brother. My brother's like, go, why don't you just tell him, man? This is bro- it's this. I'm like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. If you want to separate, I'll do it then. Be in two different houses, then I'll do it. Everybody taking a second to pause you in the episode to talk about our amazing sponsor. And I know everyone says their sponsors are amazing, but ours actually is amazing because they were our first sponsor. They're supporting the show and they have something really cool. It is, of course, the CBD Mindset Gummies or Mindset Wellness CBD. Uh, at this point, you guys know that I do it out of order, but I think that's some of the fun that we're creating. Look at Alana's smile. Um, but again, I'm fucking authentic. All right. I want to talk about the rest. This is the gummy I take. And here's the interesting thing is I literally get DMs from people being like, are you just plugging this because it's your sponsor? And I'm like, well, first of all, yes. But second of all, I take it. And they're like, you take it and it works. And I was like, yeah, I fucking take it every night. And so I've been taking these things every night. It's uh, CBD, obviously, with melatonin. It is uh, you know, gluten-free. Um, they're organic, natural. We, all the things that are in them is on the label. Safe to take. Really delicious. And of course, we got you guys 10% off your uh, price and free shipping if you use code seeing other people on their website, which is of course mindsetwellnesscbd.com. I sincerely like these things. I literally take them every single night. I mean this. I would not tell you guys otherwise. Uh, I will continue to talk about it after our sponsorship with them. And I hope you guys enjoy the product as much as you. Ooh, I'm not supposed to say product. I just said product. I hope you guys enjoy this because um, they are really good. Okay. Bye bye. This is a dating podcast. We're here to talk about all the fun things dating. It sounds like, I mean, I'm, my first question is you're engaged. How did you and your fiance meet? And when did you guys meet? Oh, that's a very good question. Tinder. Oh, Tinder. tell us more. Success story. Love to tell hear us it. more. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very bizarre story because we should never wound up together. It, it shouldn't have happened. Ooh. Reason I say it shouldn't have happened is because everything I, 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 all right. So I'm living in South Brunswick, New Jersey, at my parents' house at this time. Um, I'm, I'm a traveling comedian, so therefore, there's no reason for me to have an apartment in the city or anywhere else because I don't make enough to, A, get by with that. This is when I got the job, when I got uh, let go of my job, and the whole department got let go. And I said, fuck it, I'm going to do stand-up full-time. Awesome. And so I went back home. I started traveling. I was home, and then I realized, okay, cool. I'm trying to date all this in New York, but I'm constantly going back and forth in New, New Jersey. It sucks. So I literally, in my app, put, I don't want to go more than 10 miles outside my house. That goes to New Brunswick, no, 20 miles. That goes to New Brunswick, New Jersey and back home. She pops up. I swipe her. She shouldn't have popped up, but I'm guessing it's like the last residue of the, of the, of the features of the people that were in there. And I swiped her and I swiped her and it took me about four days before I messaged her. Not be, because I was scared of a couple of different things. And also more importantly, I was trying to seek other people and mm. I didn't know how I felt about her from just the images. And I didn't know what to do. And I was like, well, I see all these like um, there's like all these like models I want to get with in my head. I was like bigger, I was much hotter than I actually am. So I'm like, I'm gonna do this and this. I'm gonna take this advice, and I also didn't know how to reach out to her because I'm like, she seems like a person who would reject me right away, anyways. And so I'm like, I'm gonna take my time with it. And then one day I it hit me. I'm like, you know what? What's the harm? Just message her. Hmm. Four days later, she swiped you first, anyways. You could clearly tell because it connected right away. So just message her. So I said, "What up, girl?" And she read comedian, so she thought it was a joke. I had no other pickup line because all my pickup lines were disappointing me at the time. I had all these weird statements like, I forgot what they were, but um, if I remember one, I'll let you know. It, I had all these messages to send out, and some were, some didn't. And most of them were just questions that just were so stupid and inane. And I said that, and she laughed. She goes, laugh, haha. And she, there were so many red flags with me coming to her endpoint. I'm like, yeah. And then we're talking for a little bit about like, nothingness it was just like where are you from how are you doing etc etc oh you're from jersey okay cool want to meet up let's get a drink instead of having on this app let's just meet up in person have a drink see if we're actually connecting so i said let's meet in new brunswick new jersey she laughed and i'm like that's not funny it's not my joke let's do it <laughs> she then goes have you checked this i'm in new york why would i come all the new i'm like son of a bitch another oh, new no. so i set up a show in new york and then i met her that night after the show and we just connected wow and initially we were each other's booty call 
That's what we set okay. this up to be. Tinder, okay. booty call, set it up for that. I didn't realize we would stupidly fall in love with each other. Dumb mistake, we did. And it became because we were we had such interesting upbringings. It was slightly different, but it was pretty similar. And we have um, we have different um, languages of love. Hmm. And so I, I learned that from her. We have different languages of love, but it complements each other. And her, what are yours and what are hers? Mine is words of affirmation and mm-hmm. physical. Yeah. Hers is quality of time. Okay. And so hers would be just sitting next to me. Yeah. Mine is putting my face on top of her face. <laughs> she hates it, but it happens. If you want to spend time with me, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it balanced out. But more importantly, it came to a point where I do comedy. I go on the road. She likes comedy. We have a lot of similar interests. There's a lot of things that we are complete opposite that we complement each other. What I mm. lack in, she's very good at. And what she lacks in, I have in spades. And so we're constantly learning from each other. And the one biggest thing I started learning was if I'm not learning from my partner and they're not learning from me, that this can't work. Yeah. We have to constantly help each other grow and whether, whatever that means and whatever sense that means. And for me, it was try to grow um, in a way of connecting with people and being able to speak with somebody. I'm more of an introvert than anything else. I like speaking at people, as you can clearly tell from this. And I have a difficult time speaking with people. It's, it's something I'm still working on. So she's helping me with that. And on the other hand, I'm helping her with patience because she's very short fused. And wow. together we're able to balance each other out. And then we'll constantly talk about how should we handle this situation? How, what would you do with this situation? And so we're constantly understanding how each other would act because we know that we're not going to handle it 100% great. So we could help each other handle different situations properly and how we would do it and then mix it with how they would do it. Mm. It makes a better situation. So for all the stuff I'm going through with a wedding, it comes to a point where it's like, I'm able to handle it better because of her and she's able to handle it better because she's able to learn how to stick out of things, how to have more patience with people, how to forgive more. I'm a very forgiving person. She's not, but together we're learning that I don't have to be so forgiving and she doesn't have to hold things to that degree where, for example, it's somebody choked me out once and I forgave them. I didn't take me long. I was like, all right, whatever. (laughs) Where she's just like, why would that person be in your life? And now I'm thinking, well, you don't have to go that far. But it comes to a balance where it's like, I started learning, okay, I don't have to do everything with this guy. I don't have to like bend over backwards and really please yeah. him. But on the other hand, I don't have to cut people out of my life. And that's what she's learning. Wow. Okay. So much to unpack there. I guess my first question, just to take it to the top of it is, what was the, tell us, t- describe the tipping point from booty call to, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm in love with, e- with, with, we're in love with each other. That's a hard one because I, I think I fell in love with her before she fell in love with me. Okay. And that's because I think as a person, she's, she's more methodical in how she approaches things. And it's very bizarre to me because she wants to, she, she, she's like a detective. She wants to ask every question. She wants to know everything about me before Mm. she can even invest in me. I'm more of an emotionally based person. It's how I feel about you and how you make me feel about me. Right. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about your background. I don't care about your past. I don't care about any of that. I just care, are you a good person and are you able to help people in that emotional connection I get from that? Can I sense that off you? That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. So for me, it took me about two weeks to understand that because I came over, not only will she feed me, she basically tried to take care of me. She really looked out for me. She would call me every time I drove home to make sure I got home safely. She did things that were kind of like, I want to say, but kind of like how a mom (laughs) treats like family members and their husbands and stuff like that, like kids and their, like, it's just like, that's what she was giving me. And also I wish she spoke with other people, how she spoke about other people. It was always the nature of her thinking about what can I do for this person? How can I make them feel better? How can I make, wow. how can I do things for other people to help them achieve their goals? Like she will do things for people and has, it'll give her no benefits. And that's what I loved. For me, it took her about eight months before she can go. I, I'm like, she liked me and loved me, but she didn't know she wanted to date me. And the reason why she didn't know about my past. So she wanted to unpack all of that. She goes, okay, cool. What's in your past? Well, you had, you had sex with hookers. We can go into that later. Um, yes, I had sex with many hookers. Uh, why? Because of X, Y, and Z reasons. There's a lot of reasons. But I, I liked hookers at the time. That's why I did it. I was in like, 20s. Why not? Um, so that was something to unpack. Okay, what else is there? Okay, you're a mama's boy. 
where did that stem from? Oh, you're an Indian kid and that usually happens. No, there's more to it. And we unpacked that. And like, what else? What else? What else? Right. And until yeah. she packed everything, she goes, what else is there? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You know more about me than I know about me now. Wow. And wow. so then she goes, okay. And then she started thinking about it. And then one day she, I literally pushed her and said, listen, you treat me like a boyfriend, but yet you don't say you don't want to date me. What is it? Do you want, do you want me seeing other people or not? Cause I'm willing to do either. Just keep, keep, let me know. I'm a kid, just you define what the relationship is and I'm good with it because if I defined it, it'd be open and we'd be able to do whatever and there's like no jealousy or anything like that, but I know you're not that person. I know you better than you know you now. You'd be jealous if I saw other people. you get jealous when I talk to other girls and it's loving and caring, whatever it may be. You just want to mm-hmm. know those stuff. So what do you want? And so I, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Girls, but I only saw three episodes of Girls until I got out of it. But one episode, uh, the guy character, he's in Star Wars and everything. What's his name? He was on Star Adam Star. Driver. Adam Driver. Adam Driver goes, look, kid, what do you want? Do you want Damien? Do you not? I literally said those word for word. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew she watched Girls and I saw this episode. Okay, and so you verbatim quoted Adam. Yes, verbatim quoted Adam yeah. Driver. And she literally sits there and we got mad at each other. The next day she goes, fine, let's go out. <laughs> nice, dude. All right. I well, I love that. Yeah, I, I have so many thoughts. But so one thing that that I think is important for us to talk about is how like you kind of said to her it's like you treat me like i'm your boyfriend but like what do you actually want because i feel like we always hear from our listeners that they're in situations where people are acting like they're dating but they haven't defined anything they have no idea where the person is at and i know i've been in this situation before too where i'm like this guy is treating me like I am his girlfriend, but I have no idea if he's seeing other people. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing, but he's doing all the things that a boyfriend would do. He's literally my boyfriend. He just won't admit it. So it's cool how you, you approached it and you were like, this is what's happening, but like, what do you want the reality to be? Right. I I also think there's a, a lot of times where, to speak to that moment that you sort of did your, your grand gesture, which was quoting girls, a show that you knew she liked. And, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like it was an ultimatum, but it does sound like it was like super clear, direct time-based question of like, I need an answer right now. And I think that's like part of it. I think a lot of these defining moments in relationships, it's like, you kind of have to be like, it's yes or no right now. You got to give me the answer. And if you don't have that key moment, then like you get a lot of that gray zone shit that a lot of people, you know, myself and a lot of included uh, have suffered from. But that's a really, that's a really inspiring story. And so how long ago, how long ago was this that, that you guys matched on Tinder? Let's just say when was the Tinder? November. Oh, we, we matched June of 2018. Okay. Um, we started dating in November of 2018. This is a Tinder success story. This yeah. is, have you reached out to Tinder? Because I, I don't think there's many of these. <laughs> so, there are more than you would think. Yeah. Divya, I think, worked for Tinder for a little bit, right? Or uh, was Yeah, it well, Match Group. So, yeah, Tinder yeah. and yeah. So, she knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh, and Tinder, I mean, I, I, yeah, that's just, that's really awesome. I love the location, I love the algorithm detail. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I guess did, you know, do you have friends that have experienced like are super envious of you and the way this is, this happened or is this, you know, do you have friends that have had similar success stories on apps and finding their person? I want to say no to the latter, but the former, yeah. no, 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 no jealousy aspect. Uh, I think every one of them is in awe because it's like, it's a very rare occurrence, like meeting somebody um, and then being with them, right? Because like my past history always showcased that I, I, I well, whoever I'm with, I'm loving them. But I don't, I never fell in love. I would never, I would never jeopardize my beliefs for that other person. And you could tell, like even with mm. my past, I would never go out of my way and be like, okay, cool, I believe in this, and because you believe in that thing, I'm gonna do it. No, no, I would be like, you, I, if you're not gonna meet me here, I don't think it's gonna work out. That's how I was gonna be because I don't want to waste people's time at a certain point. But she wants to get married. I don't. I don't like the concept of marriage in the sense like, I don't care for weddings. You want to get married, let's go to court. Let's mm. do it. I don't want this big party. I don't care for it. I don't care for the process. And clearly not anymore do I care for the process, but I don't care for the process. I don't care for anything aspect because my perspective, I don't even care for getting married unless you want to do tax benefits and stuff like that. Because mm. I believe I don't need to be married to somebody to have kids with them, to have a life with them. We could just be together. Yeah. I don't do have you, to go through a ceremony. Do you think, your beliefs about marriage stem from 
what you've seen your parents go through. Like they are married, but are they really like a, a partnership at this point? It's it, like you've had to go through a lot and see a lot of the darker side of marriage. Yeah, it mixes with that and what you see on like on TV and what you only can know and then what your friends tell you. Most of my friends' parents are divorced. Um, actually, not most. Uh, a, a large a large amount of my friends, uh, their parents are divorced. Um, I have a lot of friends who have parents together, but, you know, they fight a lot and stuff like that. But, but I've never seen anything to the extent of what my family is going through. Um, and maybe it's because people have, like, not told me their complete story or whatever it may be. But I rarely see, though, is two people together who love each other. Um, kind of mm-hmm. like there's a couple couples. Um, her family, my fiance's family, they love, like, her parents love each other. They create a very loving environment. And then there's a, uh, we have something called a mother function. And it's because it's all the mothers in New Jersey and around the country meet up and hang out. And so the people who organize that, his name, well, he just passed away. His name is Bob Mother and his wife, who lives now in Florida, Preeti uh, Mother, they were very loved. They loved each other. That that was an actual marriage who, of two people who really loved each other. And I got cousins and stuff, but I'm not really into that marriage as much. And also they're more new, but um, it's rare to find that. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I don't even, I'm trying to think of any of my friends' parents who are, uh, nothing's coming to mind yeah. <laughs> in like a perfect setting. But um, I, I guess one question that we, we definitely wanted to get into with you is it sounds like you are a very honest and very authentically yourself person. And it sounds like you were that when you were courting your fiance. Where do you think that stems from? And I have I have a theory that it has to do with that statement you made about how you're very good at talking at people but not with people. What was the what did you say? Because I actually yeah, really that. resonate with that. No, that's so, exactly right. <laughs> well, I, I was like, damn, that kind of is sometimes what I turn into. Although I can definitely turn it on and off, but it's like if we're hosting too much podcast or something like that, it becomes more difficult to just like not talk at people, but talk with people because podcasting, it's different. It's the perfect amount of in between where we, we are all cognizant of an audience listening to us right now. But at the same time, we're all three and having a nice conversation. But um, where do you think your confidence stems from and just being authentically yourself? And if there's a way you can frame it for our listeners who perhaps struggle with that. I think comedy helped me a lot. Uh, public speaking helps a lot mm. um, because once you get in front of people more and more and more um, and you learn to figure out your voice to a degree, it starts to become that. And uh, also it stems from the aspect of when you get in front of people, you stop caring what people think because they're going to judge you. They constantly are judging you in front of you. And you have enough times where you just feel like garbage because what people don't understand is after you get on the stage, whatever happened, you take that home with you. Yeah. If that doesn't end on the stage, you have a bad set. It doesn't end there. People could give you a bad set, but then what they don't realize you're going home and you're tormenting yourself with that bad set. Yeah. Or you're going home and thinking you're the king of the world with that great set. It That set runs with you. And it's not the former sets before that. It's the last set. Doesn't matter what happened before that. That last set goes with you. That's your that's your suitcase that you're taking. Because I would have – there's one day I had four shows. First show I did really well. Second show I did okay but well enough. Third show I murdered that. And I came in the fourth show cocky, hot. I'm like, I've been doing well all day. Eight shit. And I no. never forget that show till this day. It's stuck in my mind as how bad that show was. And and it was in front of a club owner. Oh, no. And it was just, it's still sticking with me. My worst bomb I've had to date. And it sticks with you. And that, that to me allowed me to truly understand, okay, cool. You've been through the worst and you're still surviving. You can show your face in public. So what else is there? And yeah, I still care to a degrees of what people think because my mom put that in me. My dad put that in me. And you're, it's hard to break those little things. But once you're able to break it, then you could truly authentically be yourself. And I also have a lot of friends around me. Um, and one of them, his name is Chris and Naker. If, a guy who I loved. He, his story is crazy. At the age of like 20, he was in AA because of what happened before. And he has a, his mom and dad were also the same boat. Like his mom, like he has a very weird stance with girls about what happened in his past with both of his mom and dad's relationship and what his mom did to the family. It's really fucked up. But um, when you get to see people like him who are honestly, authentically themselves, and you hang out with people like that, you start to develop and you start to admire that. And then you start to slowly build that for yourself. And who I am now is 
a little different than on stage and stuff like that, but I'm also trying to transform myself into a person that's more than this, who's more authentically himself, who's more a positive. I want to be, there's a girl I met like two days ago and I, I know I'm going this long ramp, but I want to finish with this. And she's so bubbly. Like she was so bubbly. She comes in the call going, Hey, I'm so sorry. And like, I know I sound like Aziz, but she didn't sound like Aziz, but she sounded like that. And I was like, no, it's okay. And she's like so bubbly. I'm like, Oh my God, it's crazy. I'm like, and like she just loved it. And she was so, and I admired that because she didn't care who I was. She never met me, yeah. but it wasn't to stop her from being her. She wasn't approaching. She wasn't tipped. She was just that my yeah. friend Creason was that. And when I see these type of people, I latch onto that understanding. Like, okay, cool. I want to be more like this. I want to be more honest with myself. So when I join a podcast, when I meet people, I don't want to be shy of who I am. Love. Love. I, I really relate to what you said about how like it doesn't matter what happened. Like you could have like literally ten sets in a row that are amazing and then it's like whatever happens in the last one is what you go home with. And I feel like that's similar on dates where like I could go on a ten hour long date and the first nine hours are amazing and then like the last second or like we have like an awkward goodbye or something. And then that's the only thing I'm thinking about. Like no part of me is thinking about the amazing date. I'm only thinking about how the goodbye was awkward, um, which I'm actually going to use that transition into what we're going to do next, because there are a lot of awkward moments that can happen during our dates. And our listeners are always sending their date fails and, and their date struggles to us. So we created this game called save the date which yes. I'm super excited uh, for us to play this with you. So basically we throw out a few different scenarios of things that happen on the date and, or that could happen to anyone on any date and have happened to many of us. Um, and hopefully we will come up with some tools that people can remember and use in the moment to save the date and get out of this terrible, awkward, cringy situation and have the date continue or, or not totally fuck up the situation. So are we ready? I'm We're ready. Can be. All right. Situation <laughs> number one. Um, all right. Picture this. I, Alana, I screenshot a text that the guy I'm talking to sent to me and I send it to a friend. But do I actually send it to a friend? No. I accidentally send it back to the guy that I am talking to. What the hell do I do to get out of that one? Hold on. Let me get this right. So you have a text that you screenshot from this guy's conversation you're having. Yep. And you send it back to the guy. Yep. Thinking it was going to a friend, but accidentally right. sending it back to the guy. That's interesting. Uh, okay. What you could try to do is say, that just happened. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. I would just be honest. I'm like, listen, I thought what this what you said was funny. I'm going to send this to a friend because that's what girls do. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so this has happened to me before and I was on the other end of it where uh, I went on a date with this lovely lady. Oh, I remember you telling yeah, this me is a, this. Yeah, this is actually an insane story. Yeah. It's completely real. So she... Yeah. So we're texting. So by the way, the interesting part of this relationship was this was one of those relationships where she was much, we had, we had much better textual chemistry than real life chemistry. We had nothing to talk about. We would be in, you know, get dinner or do drinks. It was like very much, I sort of felt like I was having to carry the conversation using all the hosting powers that exist in my body. And there just wasn't much there. And then I would notice that our texting was really, really great. We'd have these really funny, witty conversations, very effortless. But again, we went on three dates and every single time I was like, what's going on? Where it's like, it feels like I'm talking to two different people. So then on our like third date, she, we're like texting after. Again, we, this is not even, sorry, we're not even in real life. We're like, you know, it's a Tuesday and we're like just texting normally. And, I don't think I, you know, whatever. I don't even think about it. I didn't like, there's nothing going on in our text thread. Maybe some like sharing a meme or a GIF or something like that. And then she sends me a screenshot and it's our text conversation. And she types, help. He didn't ask me a question. What should I say? And I think, sincerely, I think because we were just texting that she's fucking with me. And I go, haha, I heard he likes knock knock jokes. It's like a fun follow-up to the fact that I think that she was like fucking with me. I was like, oh, this is something that she would do with her sense of humor. And then a beat goes by and I get all caps. Oh my God, m multiple Gs, multiple Ms. Holy shit, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to send that. And like basically her confessing that it was a mistake. And then, I shit you not, 
I get another screenshot <laughs> and it's of the me get it's of the moment of the screenshot of her sending it. And she goes, guys, holy shit. I accidentally sent this to him and she <laughs> did it again. And I'm like, ha ha ha. That's a, I was like, great save. Really funny. Like way to double down. And then she's like, Oh my God. And she wasn't kidding. She literally accidentally sent it twice. Basically an inception, a screenshot of a screenshot of a screenshot message. <laughs> and both, time, both times you gave her the opportunity to like play along. Yeah. yeah. Both, exactly. And both times I gave her the opportunity to play on. And I, I think what I then learned from that moment, the bigger overarching one is I think if, if this happens to anybody, right? Cause we've all come close to making that mistake. If it happens to anybody, just acknowledge it, as you said, right? Just acknowledge it. Take a beat. Read the situation. You know, a lot of stuff over text, if you can be solved by not by just taking like an hour and then addressing it. A lot of stuff works itself out over text mm-hmm. just with time. But what I would then also say is that the bigger issue was that this was a person who had a committee, a writer's room, an SNL writer's room, a small team, a squadron a group chat that she was consulting on a daily basis to help create this personality that was not who she really was over our text thread. And this is something that you got to warn against because it's like the Cyrano de Voigiac. I may be mispronouncing that, but it's basically you falling in love with someone who's not actually that person over the phone screen. It's her friends. It's a committee. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It backfires when you're not close to that. And the guy or the girl thinks or whatever, you know, whoever you are, uh, thinks it's otherwise. So fascinating real life thing that happened. Yeah, it's Never personality seen. catfish. Like <laughs> there's not that person. Personality um, catfish. I will say though, if you want to go with obviously honesty is always the case. If you're honest, helps. You gave her outs. I would never give a person outs. Uh you gave it to me outs. I want to see how you can <laughs> get out of this quicksand by yourself. I'm not helping you. But if I were to, if it happened to me and if I were to do that, I would literally say and I didn't want to tell her the truth. I'd be like, listen, I want to cap this moment because this moment really defined on our relationship moving forward. So I want to make sure you knew that. That's how I'd back up out of that. I love that. I love that. By the way, that's a great sort of thing for a lot of like embarrassing situations. You know, I want to capture this moment. This is a stepping point for us. You know, this is a, this is a, exactly right. And I know I've called that out in like funny scenarios also. Like I know, I think I, I talked to a guy about like, our, we were talking about our morning routines and he told me his whole morning routine and that he had like step by step and that there were two cups of coffee involved before 9am and I was like did you forget to tell me the part about your morning poop <laughs> and he was like holy shit I love that you said that and then we started going like poop jokes back and forth and then we were like whoa like we just took things to the next level what's, what's the status of you in this guy Alana? Long gone. <laughs> Long gone. Oh, no. Didn't work out, uh, no. Didn't work out but that's okay. All I right. was hoping it was... Okay. I was hoping <laughs> it was somebody else. Um, no. Okay. So speaking of, um, save the date. You're having stomach issues the first time you're at their place. Dun, dun, dun. And you're at their place. Their place, yeah. Okay. So what, what's the context here? How should she leave? What, what are we talking about here? How do you play this off? Yeah. How do you play it off? Like you go to the bathroom and then suddenly it's like, oh shit, I'm going to be in here for a very long time. Or like, I'm almost positive. They don't have a bidet in there. They're, they probably don't have a bidet. <laughs> I'm almost positive. Chances are low. Chances are, chances are low. Unless she comes over, they come over here. This is a different situation, but <laughs> let's just think about this. And it might, not, it might not be, it might not be a she. It could be anyone. Um, and it this could be their place or your place, whatever. Right. Yeah. Cause Ben Stiller had it in Long Came Polly. So yeah, anyone could have it. That's a tough one. Um, now I'm picturing that scene, right? Because uh, it, it'll be ra- it'll be weird if you just excused yourself, right? right. So you kind of have to play it what, off to go, to go home, or what do you to mean? go home? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you definitely can't have sex. That's obvious. Yeah. No. 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 And I'm Bad sure if this other individual is a guy. He's expected. If it's a girl. Then you. C- it's it's easier if you're a guy and that's a girl because she doesn't. She's probably not expecting as much as you are. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I got to think about this one. Give me like a minute. I I recently had a situation where I was going to a guy's studio apartment in New York City and I was having stomach issues like that whole day. And I was like, ah, like, I don't know what to do because like if he was coming here, it'd be different because there are two bathrooms here. 
but I'm going there and it's a studio. Like there's, there's one room, like there's no, there's the bathroom's not even next to a window. Like there's nowhere oh, no. for the, for the smell to escape to. I did not know what to do when I was freaking out. I ended up on my way. I stopped at a pharmacy and bought that like little, like the poopori spray just in case. Cause it was like, it was like bite size. I could fit it in my pocket. I was so nervous. Um, but nothing bad ended up happening which I was very relieved, but I felt more confident going into it, knowing that I had some type of solve for the situation. Like I had so, the spray. So with you me. knew beforehand though. What I guess the yeah. question is, what if you hadn't known okay. that was going to happen well, until, you know, I don't know. I think, I think you just got to like, I, I think you have to be honest and be like, this is so embarrassing, but like, I think I need to use your bathroom for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honesty is always key. Um, if they can't accept you for who you are, then they're just not the person. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know. That's like, I, I being honest is great, but how do you make it creative? Like, what can you do? Like, I don't know. That's a tough one. Maybe get depends the diaper. <laughs> <laughs> and this way you never have to go. And when you do, you just clean yourself up and you walk right out and you're good to go. That's what I would think about. It. This is a great way to uh, market depends for your podcast. Um, <laughs> Great sponsor. sponsor plug. Yeah. Well, great sponsor plug. My answer was going to be that I think I would not be able to, like, I would not go if I knew beforehand I would probably cancel if I, like, was having, like, detrimental stomach issues. I couldn't, because I couldn't focus. I just couldn't be able to be my best version of myself if I'm, like, constantly thinking about stomach pain and whatnot, right? So I would cancel. Or if it's in the moment and I'm there and it's too late, I would leave. I would say, look, I'm not feeling well. I got to go home. Mm hmm. You know what? Another good way is what I did. It didn't work, but I feel like if I played it better, it could have worked. Is that at one point <laughs> when I had stomach issues, it wasn't the first day. It was like our fifth date. I was like, I was like, I'm like, you smell that? She goes, well, I'm like, my breast smells. And she goes, oh, I didn't. I'm like, I'm like, you mind if I go quickly brush? And I just went in <laughs> and I came out with Listerine. <laughs> it was, I didn't know what to do. It's a tough one. That's a tough one. It's a tough question. But I think being honest is the best way. It's the only thing you can really do. Because if it's a studio, they're going to smell your shit. Right. By the way, great metaphor for dating. That's a great In general. <laughs> they will smell your shit. Um, All right. We got, we got one more. This cool. time, you accidentally blurt out, I love you, instead of, I love that. Done it multiple times. Been there. All right. What'd you do? How'd you come back from it? I, was, I stayed my ground. I, I meant what I said. I didn't mean it, but I, in that moment, they couldn't take that away from me. I, 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 I was having sex and I whispered, I love you. Didn't mean for that to come out, but it did. And what I do, and then they just like, they, they were, this was our first time having sex too. Wow. Did not mean oh to say God. that. Wow. So they looked at me weird and they go, you know what you said to me? I'm like, yep, I know. I, I said it because I felt it and that's what kind of person I am. I know what I love. Damn. That was it. I stuck to my guns. I, there's no going around that one. I, I, I was like, oh, man. Because if you mean to say something else, like, oh, that slipped out. It makes me look like a careless person. And I'd rather not look careless in the beginning and look careless down the road. Hmm. Absolutely. And I think um, it also is like people... Like, you know, I love you means I love you when you hear it at the right time. And it's like a lot of people are like, get so hung up on like, oh, my God, did you say you, you love me? And it's like, if I accidentally said it, you know, for a fact, it's not possible for me to love you. So let's just relax. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've all made that mistake before. And like, you know, it when you it's like the planetary alignment, like it's like, a you know, people get so hung up on the word. And it's like, it's about when the words and the meaning align. It's not about. Because you can love someone and not tell them yet, so the meaning's there. But it's maybe you're using other words as your subtext. You know, as your, as your, as your. You know, you could say, "I'm going to miss you," and I miss you. Subtext could be, "I love you." You know, if if it's the right time. Um, so I don't know. I think that also is just. I wish we were all a little bit easier on ourselves with that. And to be honest, I think you made a good. I think the point becomes where we initially say it doesn't matter what they think. It's you said it. You shouldn't be embarrassed by something you accidentally said. Yeah. Uh, I would say that goes in a confidence issue too. It's you just, you said it, who cares if they care about it, that's on them. And mm -hmm. I think Mike Tyson of all people said something to me that resonated with me, which was yeah. they were talking about how Mike Tyson was abused throughout his life, but he forgave people and was able to uh, go get over these like hurdles and obstacles of people betraying him, whatever. 
And the person next to him goes, but if somebody betrayed me or disowned me, I'll cut them out. And Mike Tyson goes, the devil wins. And he goes, mm. what do you mean? He goes, if anyone makes you change the way you behave or mm-hmm. you are as a person, they're winning. You cut somebody out, they won because now they control your emotions and behavior. And so if somebody says, finds it weird that you said, I love you, but you said, and you know, it was an accident, just who cares? Stick with your guns. At the yeah. end of the day, that person's, if they truly liked you and they want to be with you, they're going to be with you. You're not going to lose a person over an I love you or any stuff. I had, I told her on like three months since she, I was like, listen, you, if two, I want to be very honest with you because she's all about honesty. I've slept with hookers and it took her a while, but I'm like, I knew if she was going to be the one with me, she's going to have to learn that. She's going to have to learn about my past and the deep, dark skeletons. If you're going to wind up together for long term. If it's a short-term thing, then still stick with your guns because it's already short-term. Who cares? You did what you needed to do. 100%. You'll find somebody else. But it's like a sales thing. I, I tell this in sales all the time. An object, objection is not an objection of what it is. It's an objection of who you are as a person. And as long as you're comfortable with who you are as a person and you're obviously not going in with the wrong intentions, you should be fine. Hey guys, it's Alana doing a little commercial break here to talk about my new obsession, which you have probably heard us talk all about, but the Mindset Wellness CBD gummies. So I've been trying out a few of their different mindsets. I've tried Happy, which I love. They put me in a really great mood. The rest ones that I know Jonah loves really do help me sleep. I take them every single night and I've been sleeping so much better and they taste incredible. Like I I almost wish I could have them just to like eat them, but I can't eat more than one at a time. Um, But I wish I could. But what I want to talk to you about today is the Calm Gummy Squares. They are tutti frutti flavor and they also taste amazing, but I'm not kidding. I actually think these things have like it changed my dating life and are the reason that I'm maybe having a successful dating experience. And um, I think that's honestly because they're really helping my anxiety. And usually I like get home from a date and I kind of freak out and start overthinking everything and go around in circles, picking up scenarios. And I started taking these like the day after a date and I end up not overthinking at all. Like they don't get you high or anything. They just really like elevate the mood that you want. And I think the calm gummies have really, really helped me and I'm so excited about them. So you guys need to try them. Again, they taste amazing. They're also gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, all that great stuff. And you can get them with 10% off and free shipping if you head to mindsetwellnesscbd.com and use the code seeing other people at checkout. Back to the episode. You learn more about yourself than you do. Well, you should learn more about yourself than you do the other person in over in the overarching amount of dates that you go on. Exactly. You know, um well, dude, Rishi, we appreciate you coming on Seeing Other People. And you've had some amazing insight for us. We're excited to hear more about how your play is going to end. Yeah, I haven't been as active as I wish to be. But on Instagram, you can find me at KingMather23. Um, and also, I have a podcast called Guilty Conscious Podcast. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes. It's with me and a guy named Alex pain um the we're still trying to figure this podcast out but the idea is to try to be uh to talk talk our honest truths and opinions about things that are happening without having to filter ourselves because we live in a world where we're constantly filtering but where these moments that we have and these thoughts that we have that may be bad or whatever it may be to us um and we don't have an outlet to put it out there so this is the outlet of bringing to life where it's like if you have an honest opinion about why you hate something or something that you thought of that you're like, this isn't for the public, just put it on the podcast because this is where we try to bring our honest truths out of what we believe, what we're thinking, everything. And so that's where the podcast is. Um, it's on Spotify, iTunes, and you can also find it on my website, rishimathercomedy.com. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us another episode of Seeing Other People.